Hello, everybody. What up? Welcome back to the Big Dudes in the Trenches podcast. A little bit earlier than last time. We got we got things a little sorted out, but still a little bit later than when we normally go. So if you're here with us, thank you so much for tuning in. And we look forward to giving you a, a, a fun and exciting show today. Look, man, I'm going to go ahead and say it. I'm going to give Doug a huge shout out here. Uh, I tried to do the slides this week. Doug logged on for a bit, said, Doug, good try. I fixed them all. Uh, I thought I did some good. I thought I helped him out. I'm sure I helped him out a little bit, but uh, man, I didn't realize how much little details he puts into these slides. Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's definitely not something you can just go do quickly without really thinking about it. It takes a little bit of time. So, Doug, we hope you're enjoying your vacation. We appreciate you still helping us out here. But let's not, uh, let's not spend too much time on this. There's uh, a lot to talk about. We even got some stuff to talk about in games that we're not. Uh, specifically highlighting so let's uh let's get straight on into it what do you think let's do it let's do it as a reminder the show is primarily a, a pick em show we talk about we talk about games that we think you should watch and we make picks on them so we figure there probably be, needs to be some rules as a reminder we are going to pick every fbs ap versus co- ap poll game top 25 and when that switches to the college football playoff committee we'll switch there on the fcs side if they are in the stats perform top 25 and playing a stats perform top 25 team we'll pick that one as well and if there's a cross flow which at this point in the season there shouldn't be you never know we'll pick those games as well we'll also pick every rivalry go ahead I was going to say it's, it's and it's perfect that you mentioned every rivalry because we're finally getting to that point of the season. Conference games are opening up, which means we're getting a lot of ranked versus ranked rivalry matchups. And in that situation, we're going to err on the side of ranked versus ranked primarily. So some of these would be dual shots if we gave them the chance. Exactly. And then because it's our show, we're going to pick the games that we think are going to be good or maybe that we just want to watch. That will include one FBS, one FCS, and then one wild card per week as well. Now we got to add a little something to the games that we pick. So if there is a, if we pick two of three good games, we will get a bonus win. If we pick three of three good games, we'll get two bonus wins. And if we pick uh, no good games, we will get an additional loss added to our record. Good Real. game is subjective. If we can't agree, uh, we'll put it up to a poll on x at big dudes in the trenches so without further ado let's get into what our current standings look like these are still not entirely correct but i think they're they, close they're correct enough for the show it's our show we make up the rules and this is where we currently stand as far as we know yeah uh tug might actually be in first by a point i need to go back and look through this stuff later doug is taking up the rear in last place which is insane to me it's absolutely insane to me yeah, but he's been making a comeback over the past couple weeks. Yeah. No, I mean, not that much of a comeback. We'll see what happens. We do, however, have to start off with our ranked matchups. So let's go straight on into it. We have Mercer at Furman, number 21 in the stats performed top 25 for the FCS, taking on number eight. This game will be at 1 p.m. Eastern on ESPN+. I'm going with Mercer, and you and Doug are taking Furman. What are your thoughts here? 
Look, man, so for me, Furman's just been a little bit more consistent this year. Uh, I like what they're bringing to the table. They are higher ranked. That's not the out that I'm taking, but it does help justify kind of what I'm thinking here a little bit. Mercer has been hit or miss. Now, I know they played a little miss in one of those games, so you take that one with a grain of salt. Uh, but they're, they're consistently on the field has not been where I wanted it to be. So I'm going to go ahead and take the team I like a little bit more in this matchup. I'm going to take Furman. Yeah, there's plenty of red flags with Mercer. They they are not finishing out drives the way that you would hope they would. They're not moving the ball and playing a complete game the way you hope they would. But if there's any time for them to get it together, it's going to be at number eight Furman. And I think we'll be able to do it for this game at least. So I'm going with Mercer. Next, Absolutely. Next up, we have number 17 Rhode Island taking on number 25 Villanova at 2 p.m. Eastern on Flow Sports. You and Doug are going with Rhode Island. I'm the outlier again going with Villanova, and I'll just say it. I'm going to give the underdog a little bit of an edge at home. Rhode Island has been very impressive this year, but I do wonder how long they're going to be able to maintain that momentum. Going into a ranked Villanova makes me worried for them. No, and that, that that's fair. And part of this, there's definitely a little bit of part of me that's, that's pulling for the hometown team here uh, with the Rhodey Rams. But I also look at this. I've watched the way they played. They've looked very impressive. Their quarterback's been playing out of his mind, even if it's more on the ground than it is through the air. Uh, I don't see how Villanova slows them down. Our URI very well could have beaten, I believe it was Georgia State, uh, who is currently handling business against it's, uh, Coastal Carolina. Uh, man, this this could go either way. I'm going to give it to the Rams here. Uh, like I said, it's a little bit of a hometown bias for me. Fair enough. Next up, we have a game that's on everybody's mind. Number 19, Colorado at number 10, Oregon. You can catch this at 3.30 Eastern on ABC. Uh, we're all going Oregon, though, and I'm just going to say it right off the bat. <clears throat> Could we get skunked here? Absolutely. But I think there's a lot of injuries uh, with Car- with Colorado, and I don't think that they're a complete enough team to take on Oregon at Eugene. So my big thing here is this is first and foremost this is the top most complete team that Colorado has faced this year. I don't necessarily have the defensive concerns with Oregon that I had with uh, with TCU. I'm still very concerned. I've been saying this since I watched their Week One game, and I was you guys know I'm number one on the on the Coach Prime hype train. Uh, I am the conductor of that train. Um, Losing Travis Hunter hurts a lot. They don't have a lot of depth on that team, not talent-wise. Like They obviously have enough players, but it's not the same level. That and then Colorado's super one-dimensional in their offense. They can pass block actually fairly well. They cannot run block. They cannot run the ball because of those reasons. Uh, I think with Oregon being the more complete team, even if it is, Oh, and it's at home for Oregon. This to me, this is no brainer. I'm taking Oregon. I will be pleasantly surprised if we get skunked, though. I don't know. I'd say pleasantly surprised. I would be, I would be extremely surprised if we got skunked. I, I, I I'm all for it. Wouldn't upset me, is what I'm saying. I would actually enjoy watching Colorado with the upset. Oh, I'd, I'd take that L. Next up, we have number 22 UCLA taking on number 11 Utah. And they're going to be going to Utah. It's a bit of a buzzsaw. Uh, UCLA, uh, they've had a great season so far, but we're all taking Utah. This game's going to be going on the exact same time as Colorado-Oregon on Fox. 
And it's a shame that nobody's going to watch this one unless you're a fan of either of those two teams. And even then, I guarantee you're going to have picture-in-picture for the Colorado-Oregon game. No, absolutely. And I I do want to say the X factor in this game is the question mark of Cam Rising. Uh, Reports coming out of Utah indicate that there's a good chance he plays. And I'm being very vague about that because college injuries are not like the NFL. I don't get an injury report every day. They don't tell me where he's at. Uh, but I do know that he has been practicing. He has looked good in practice. The question is, is the knee ready to go for a game? I think he does play this week, opening conference play, uh, and I, I think he looks good, and I think that's the reason they take this. If we go to the Utah's backup quarterback, I might be picking UCLA here, but expecting Cam Rising to play, I'm going to take Utah. Yeah, I look, Utah's just a better team. It's that's that's all there my, is to it. So so here's my thing with that. Like I agree, but then I watched the way that Utah played against Baylor. And and that's where a lot of my concerns come up. Um they did not look good in that game. They looked great against Florida. They did not look good against Baylor. So you kind of get that up and down in that quarterback play. That's why I'm hoping for their sake, for the Ute's sake, that Cam Rising is back in this lineup. Yeah, I I think Utah's going to win, and look, we're, we've are we just picked back-to-back ranked Pac-12 matches, and you know I'm sure Doug would be like, see, I told you guys you should watch the Pac-12. I was like, dude, it was bound to happen eventually. You say it every single year, so it's like, come on, come on, relax here. <clears throat> Next up, this one's going to be going on the same time as the other two as well. We got number 15, Ole Miss, at number 13, Alabama. This one, I imagine, will have even less eyes on it, unless you're an SEC fan. Catch it on CBS. Doug and I are taking Alabama. Tug, why are you going with uh, why are you going with Ole Miss here? Because this is not one that we're going to skunk ourselves on. Uh, I have been debating this all week. I've said this to you guys multiple times. More importantly, I am going to this game. Um, yeah, I'm I'm excited to go to uh, Brian Denny. But the reality here is I was the last one to pick because I couldn't make a decision. I could have gone either way. I do believe this game is a toss-up. I think Ole Miss has looked a lot better all year. Uh, I do not expect Alabama to play a bad third game in a row. This is at home at Bryant-Denny. Man, it's a toss-up. For that reason, I'm going to take opposite you guys to prevent the skunk. Alabama absolutely could play a bad third game in a row, but... One, I just I, don't re- expect it. You're re- right. It could refuse happen. to pick Ole Miss. They don't have the they don't have the play at quarterback that they've needed. That's been kind of the question and the 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 issue with Alabama all year is the the quarterback question. They don't have a true quarterback back there to so, really take this team to the levels they need. So but I what I'm I, what I, I'm I, saying I, is going to be the difference is that Nick Saban is not going to let this team have three bad games in a row and then open up SEC play at home with an L. And, and, and I agree with you. Uh, I do believe Alabama made a mistake last week against South Florida, putting in their number two and number three quarterback and not going back to Jalen Milrow. I did not think Jalen looked that bad against Texas. He didn't look great. Don't get me wrong. But it's not one that I was making a change off of. That coaching move confused me. Uh, they are going back to Jalen Milrow going against Ole Miss. Uh, where this game is going to come down to is does Alabama's offensive line figure it out and start blocking that could go either way right now. I'm going to go with the team that has been, has been performing on the field. Yep. Well, we'll definitely have to keep an eye on that one. 
But if you get bored with any of those three games at 4 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Plus, you can check out Sacramento State, number four, heading to number seven, Idaho. I like you taking the home team here because Sacramento State, as good as they've been, playing in that dome is going to be very, very interesting for them. Man, I just I don't see Idaho a lot. I know they they've been through the crapper. I know they've built the program very well over the last few years so i'm going to give them the shout out here i think they pull off the upset uh if you can even really call it an upset you got number four against number seven that game's always a toss-up anyway uh so i'm gonna go ahead i'm gonna take the vandals here give them the home home field advantage and uh hopefully we can continue to see the rise of the idaho university vandals absolutely next up at 6 p.m eastern on flow sports we have number 11 new hampshire taking on number 19 delaware i'm going with the blue hens at home Y'all are taking New Hampshire, and I totally understand it. Yeah, this is more of a more complete team argument for me here. UNH has looked fantastic uh, all offseason. Uh, they are no longer just a hockey school. Let's make them a football school as well, uh, and we'll, we'll see what they bring to the table here. But this is a huge test for them, opening up conference play in the Colonial. Uh, we shall see what they can do, uh, but I have high expectations for UNH this year. Fair enough. Next up, we have number 14, Oregon State, traveling to Wazoo, number 21. You can catch that game at 7 p.m. Eastern on Fox. Doug and I are going with Wazoo, but again, this is another one where you're taking Oregon State on the road, and I totally get it. Oregon State's looked unstoppable, but I am going to give the edge to Washington State, the home team here. Man, I love all of these matchups because a lot of these that we're talking about here are 50. 50 matchups uh the only one that i really think is not 50 50 is new hampshire at delaware uh i think that favors unh a little bit more uh but oregon state washington state this is the battle for the pack uh whoever wins this game is the pack champion at the beginning of next year i don't care what anyone says um and, and I'm excited to see it. This is also going to show a theme of me picking teams you never thought I would uh, because I'm not a huge DJ Uyunglele fan, but you know what? He's been performing well this year. I'm going to give him the shout-out, not to the level of Michael Penix, but, hey, I will I will take DJ in this, and you guys know how much I have been the quote-unquote hater of DJ. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to I'm gonna leave that one alone. Uh, Michael Penix, though, He's not even at Washington State. I don't know why we're bringing him up. I thought he was. He's oh, no, Washington. he's at Washington. Okay, I, I was half there. My bad. This is uh, the guy at a UIW, isn't it? Cam Ward. I believe so. So that explains exactly why Doug took him. Now <laughs> we're on to the game that I know Doug wishes he was here to talk about, and I'm I'm curious if he's even going to want to talk about it uh, It's a very nice Monday. Matchup. A very nice yeah. matchup. The AP did something good. They got number six versus number nine. We're talking Ohio State at Notre Dame. This one you can catch at 7.30 Eastern time on NBC. This is going to be probably one of the – this is going to be the biggest game of the nightcap here. And it should come as no surprise that Doug took Ohio State. I'm curious why you're going with Ohio State, and I can explain the Notre Dame pick a little bit as well. I, I can understand the Notre Dame pick. Honestly, I really can. Uh, Notre Dame has looked like a more complete team week in, week out this year. Um, Sam Hartman did not miss a, miss a beat in his transfer, uh, whereas it took Kyle McCord a few weeks to actually get going as Ohio State's quarterback. However, he finally put it together last week. That is the last piece I think they needed. Ohio State's defense is playing outside its mind against the pass. Um, 
look, I, I'll give Notre Dame the, the benefit at home, but Notre Dame also tends to blow it in big games. Uh, I, I do like the Buckeyes in this matchup. I think they match up better than Notre Dame does against them. Uh, so I'm going to stick with the Buckeyes on this one. I've been a Sam Hartman fan uh, since he was at Wake Forest. And that's not changing now. He, You're exactly yeah. right. He's gone out and done things that I don't think anybody expected. The dude uh, is that wild, is, by the way. Yeah, just the way that he's performing, the way he's been leading this Notre Dame offense. I think that's going to be something that Ohio State is going to struggle with. Uh, so we'll I, – I don't know that it's going to be enough to overtake them, but I think when you give Notre Dame that home game, you give them a little bit more of an edge there, and that's where I'm giving them just a little bit more and taking the Fighting Irish here. So when I say Sam Hartman's wild, by the way, it's the fact that he wears a, his own rib bone around his neck as a necklace in every game. Uh, it's absolutely fantastic. It's weird, but I love it. I'm all for that type of weirdness. He is an absolute madman out there. Animal, Next man. Up. He's an animal. Next up, we have number 24, Iowa, heading to number 7, Penn State. You can catch this at 7.30 Eastern on CBS. But yet again, CBS is going to have a game nobody cares about because let's be real, Iowa still struggles to score. They're <laughs> definitely not going to score against a Big Ten offense. Or a Big Ten defense, defense. rather. They uh, might score going, against the Big Ten offense. It's their best they chance. They might score against the Big Ten offense, yeah. Uh, we're all taking Penn State here, and it really should come as no surprise well, that we're taking the Nittany Lions in Happy Valley. Look, look. Here, here's my thing on this. Iowa's not going to hit their 25-point mark, and I think Penn State exceeds the 25-point mark. So if you do the math, Penn State has more points at the end of the day. Penn State wins. Yeah, I mean, I think Iowa's probably going to be able to stop them more than, more than once or twice. Here's the thing, though, that I also see with this. There are three teams out of the Big Ten East that legitimately have a shot at the playoffs. Penn State is one of them. This is their first semi-test, so if they don't win this, there's going to be a lot of people that fall on Penn State quite a bit. Now, there's one thing I didn't look up. This might change my pick. Hold on. Were we doing another pick change here? All, maybe, I, all I'm going to say is if on. I just got to figure out Penn when their State, whiteout game is because they always lose their whiteout game. If Penn, I guarantee you it's not this one. If Penn State loses to Iowa to open Big Ten play, James Franklin, I don't care all the good that he's done, what, but his ass what, is going to be on the hot seat so fast. What, what What if I told you it is the whiteout game? I'm still sticking with Penn State, and you're an idiot I, if you I, take I, Iowa here. No, I, I probably am too, but – Man, this makes this game a lot closer for me, but I am still going to take Penn State. Penn State cannot win or cannot look good in their whiteout games, and that might be that they always choose to do it against Ohio State and Michigan. Not a good plan, but you know what? We'll stick with them this year. They did it against Auburn last year. I think they, they, they're trying to get a whiteout win, and that's why they picked Iowa here. <laughs> Last but not least for our ranked matchups at 8 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN+. Plus, You got number three, Montana State, taking on number 10, Weber State. You and Doug are going with the Montana State Bobcats. Meanwhile, I'm going with Weber State. Plain and simple, I think Weber State's a little bit more difficult of a place to play at. Maybe not so much the case against Montana State, who has been a juggernaut this year. But if Weber State wants to kind of jump into that conversation of being one of the top teams in the FCS, 
this is a game they're going to have to win or at the very least be extremely competitive in. And I, I think they can absolutely do that. This is definitely going to be a very good, very competitive game. Uh, but I'm going to fall back on my argument, not just consistency this time, but Montana State is a more complete team. Uh, offensively, defensively, special teams, uh, Montana State has all three right now. I actually have them winning all three of those battles. So for me, that makes this a Montana State, but it is still a top 10 matchup on the road. You never know which way this can go. Absolutely. Now, that's all we have for all of our ranked matchups. It's time to get into some rivalry games. What do you say? Let's do it. First up, we got SMU at TCU, the iron skill. This one's taking place at noon Eastern on FS1. We are all going TCU, however, and the, the bigger thing here is that SMU has just not looked good at all this season. TCU's had some slip-ups. They've not been the team that they were last year. I don't think anybody realistically expected that, but SMU has fallen off so, so hard. TCU is just a better team. Uh, SMU lost a lot last year. Uh, Rasheed Rice, and did they lose their quarterback too? Yes. So that that's that's hard to replace, especially when those two players made up like 90% of your offense. TCU is still a better team. They lost a lot last year, but SMU is not playing at the level that Colorado is. It This is a TCU matchup. This is TCU's game. Yeah, when you have when your quarterback transfers to a Big Ten school, you know you're losing a pretty big piece. Tanner Mordecai now, of course, is playing for Wisconsin. I'm not SMU. SMU is going to have a couple interesting years. Let's just leave it at that. Dude, can, can we talk about how wild that is? Luke Fickle got the job at Wisconsin and said, "Hey, I'm tired of playing against you. Come play for me now." Pretty much. Next up, we have number four, Florida State at Clemson, noon Eastern on ABC. We're all going FSU. Clemson has not impressed at all this year, so I'm sure this is a game that they'll show up for. I got real close to taking Clemson on this one. I'm not going to lie. I didn't. I had to do a gut check on how much I thought last week's game at Boston College meant for, for Florida State. I just I could not take myself to do it with how bad Clemson looked against Duke at home. Yeah. Or no, Clemson. Duke was on the road. Was Duke on the road? I think it was. I think either it was way. Either way, I have not liked Clemson this year. You guys know I don't like Clemson, so we're gonna we're gonna ride the uh the consistency ladder here and we're gonna go with Florida State. Yeah. Uh Norvell has just gotten his program cemented in there. He's got his guys in there. I yeah. think Florida State's a team you're gonna need to look out for for a while, not just this year or next year. This is gonna be Correct. this might be the great return of the Seminoles. Next up, we have I, I probably the, the shittiest SEC matchup possible, Kentucky at Vanderbilt. So, of course, it's going to be on SEC Network at noon Eastern. Uh, yeah, we're all taking Kentucky because this game's disgusting and it shouldn't exist in the first place. Why, why, why are we doing this? Because any given Saturday, and now because you put that much of a stink on it, that's going to be a skunk next week. I, I, I I'm trying to talk it out of existence so i hope i'm wrong there but i agree with you this should be a no-brainer kentucky is a much better program uh, and vanderbilt is only in the sec to improve their grades 100 percent. next up we got arkansas at number 12 lsu the golden boot you can catch this one at 7 p.m eastern on espn 
Tug, you and I are going with Arkansas because Woo Pig Suey. Yeah, it's our kryptonite, man. I totally understand Doug going with LSU. Uh, that's probably the smart choice. Doug's trying to make up a game on us here. Uh, but Woo Pigs, I can't pick against the Pigs. I told you guys last week, I will always kill myself with the Pigs. <laughs> uh, but also, I'm not a fan of Brian Kelly. Um, I know you guys that's... hate how much I hate certain coaches, but I'm just not a fan of Brian Kelly. So we're going to go with uh, Woo Pigs. And I'm Pigs. not a fan of what he's done at LSU yet because he hasn't done anything except lose big football games. This is a big football game. This is a big football game at home. I think Arkansas is going to be able to pull it out. That yeah. game against BYU, I, I didn't see the beginning of it, so I don't know how we got to the point that we did at the end of the game. But that Arkansas team has fight. They don't give up. I'm curious to see if the tackles, if the injuries on that offensive line are still there or if it's going to be resolved and they're going to have all their starters back in. If they don't have yeah. their tackles, we're going to look like idiots for taking Arkansas. But if they're going to be back this week, this should be a very good matchup, and Arkansas should have a chance to win this one late. Absolutely. This will be a good game all the way through, but we'll see how this one goes. Next up, we're going to get into our games of the week. We're going to start with my picks here. Starting off, we have Auburn at Texas A&M at, at noon Eastern on ESPN because we love senior military academies on the show. Isn't that right, Tug? I mean, this is the one that I absolutely hate because they're all wannabe academy cadets. I know. So I figured it'd be the best, the one to end on so I can stop I love how you're stick. picking games to annoy me now, though. It kind of makes it fun because the funniest part about this is I almost picked this game myself. So I was happy. I, you know, I was kind of, I was looking at it. I was like, this is actually the best game of the, the three that I've picked for this little shtick here. Uh, I am going to give the edge to Texas A&M at home. If they're going to get anything figured out with the issues that they've been having, this is the time they're going to do it. And Auburn hasn't looked like world beaters either this year. So we'll give them we'll give them the points at home. Kyle Field's a hell of a place to play. Doug, for the dude, record, is going that direction as well. Dude, the 12th man is nothing, nothing easy to go in and play against. I get that. I'm basing this on my expectation of I have not seen Jimbo perform in a big game, and this is yet another big game for Texas A&M. I know it's early. It's their first conference game this season. But look, this is not a walk in the park. And now Auburn doesn't look good. Do not get me wrong. Auburn has not looked, like you said, they've not looked great all year. But they find a way to win in the weirdest way possible, whether that's holding Cal to like 10 points and scoring 13 uh, or just piecing together enough points to win. Like, I don't know. I'm going to take the team that has found a way to win this year rather than the team that, in my estimation, based on the game I watched, found a way to lose. That's very fair, and it's uh, it's interesting you say that Jimbo Fisher can't beat, can't win in a big game. Wasn't he the uh, the head coach in 2021 when they beat Alabama 41 to 38? Yeah, but what were the other t- three losses they had that year? They won the big one. That's all that matters. We're moving well, on. <laughs> <laughs> we have UTSA traveling to number 23, Tennessee. I love when you pick Tennessee games because it can be a free win for me. You know I'm not taking the balls here. I UTSA know. has not been good this season either, but I'm really looking for them to rebound and have a good game traveling down to SEC territory. This one's going to be 4 p.m. Eastern on SEC Network. Has their quarterback figured it out? Because if not, this is not the game to try and figure it out especially on the road in the checkerboard. 
Can I get you to sing Rocky Top next week if Tennessee Absolutely wins? fucking not. Is <laughs> worth the question. <laughs> Either way, ten- I, Doug and I have Tennessee in this one. I think that's an easy pick here, but you're not wrong. Both teams ha- can have surprising performances. I've seen it out of both of these teams already. Absolutely. And I, I'm putting a lot of faith in Jeff, Jeff Trailer here that he's going to get this figured out. I also want to see how UTSA is going to stack up against a good opponent um, because it's going to be interesting to see how they're going to compete in the American Athletic Conference this year. If they put the, If they get this win here, or at least competitive, they're going to put the rest of the conference on notice in a way that I don't know that anybody else is going to be able to this week. Fair Next enough. up, I have number 16, SEMO, traveling to Eastern Kentucky. You can catch it at 6 p.m. Eastern on ESPN+. Plus. After the loss last week, SEMO needs this win. On the other side, you have Eastern Kentucky, who has looked awful this year but has an amazing passing attack. If they can start putting some things together, they could cause fits for the Red Hawks here. That's why I want to watch this game, even though we are all taking SEMO. Yeah, I'm I'm taking SEMO in this one. Like you said, Eastern Kentucky's looked like trash. SEMO just drew some bad early week or early early season matchups. I have faith in SEMO here. I think they're gonna I think they're gonna dog walk uh Eastern Kentucky, to be honest with you. Um, so we'll see. But yeah. You never, never know. Next up, we have Doug's games. So if you're watching and you see all the games up on the screen here, uh, let me just start off by saying he gave us some notes because, quote, all these games look like ass on paper. We're starting off. Yeah, they do. They do. We're starting off with Sacred Heart at St. Francis. You can catch it at 12 noon on NEC Front Row. Our picks, Doug and I are going with Stephen or St. Francis, not Stephen F. Austin, Jesus. And you are taking Sacred Heart. Yep. Doug's note here, Sacred Heart and St. Francis both were solid last year and are both winless so far. Both going to be desperate to pull out all the stops. I completely agree. And in a game like that, I want to err on the side of taking the home team. That's kind of typically where I always go. But I will say... Neither team has anything to lose this early in the season. You have less to lose when you're the road team. I fully understand the Sacred Heart pick. I battled with myself on this one for a little bit as well. Yeah, I you guys made it easy for me because I <laughs> part of this was an anti-skunk, but part of this is also I know what Sacred Heart can bring to the table. I saw it last year. Uh, I just I like Sacred Heart in this one. I have no real good reason behind it, uh, but I do. This is not just a anti-skunk pick this is i legitimately like sacred heart in this matchup next up we have rice at usf 4 p.m eastern on espnu bolt from doug both teams have impressed me so far to be honest mostly in losses but usf made alabama sweat and rice made texas sweat and then beat houston both are better than I expected, and I 100% agree with that sentiment. I did not expect either of these teams to be having the seasons that they're having so far. You're taking the home team, the USF Bulls. I'm going with Rice. They really impressed me against Houston, and it is, it's hard for me to kind of get over that, honestly. No, that's entirely valid, and Rice has a Power 5 win under their belt now, and I get that, but... Man, what, what USF was able to do to Alabama in this isn't just... 
oh, they stopped the passing attack. This is they stopped the offense. I watched a good chunk of that game uh, while I was flying out here uh, on this work trip. And, man, it didn't matter what Alabama did. They could not get anything going because South Florida won at the line of scrimmage. I expect them to continue that against what should be a lesser offensive line. We'll see, but I, I do expect USF to pull this one out. Last, Hashtag Beatrice. <laughs> yeah, we'll see that here in a second. Uh, last but not least, we have Albany at Morgan State. You can catch this one at 6 p.m. Eastern on ESPN+. Plus. Both teams from Doug, both teams are better than their record right now. They're honestly both playing great with very different styles. So, of course, we're all taking Albany. Look, I've been burned enough by you, Albany, this year. I don't want to do it again. And I think you're doing it for the same reason. Yep. So they can burn me one more time, and Morgan State can can break my heart. Uh, no, no insight into Doug's picks here, but as I said, we're all taking you, Albany. And yeah, uh, beat Rice, hashtag beat Rice, looks like hashtag Beatrice. And as Tug said, who the hell is Beatrice? <laughs> Look, man, I... <laughs> I saw that originally, and I read it as Beat Rice, and I looked at it. I was like, why are we including that? Oh, my God, it's Beatrice. Yeah. It was literally my thought process. <laughs> See, I read it as Beatrice at first, too. It did, like, Beat Rice didn't cross my mind, until so I was like, oh, yeah, they're playing Rice. <laughs> all right, all right. Bug, is this ever a matchup you expected me to pick? Appalachian State traveling up to Laramie take on the Wyoming Cowboys. Look, these are two really good group of five teams that always give power five teams fits. Uh, I don't know why. They just happen to do that. Uh, Wyoming gave Texas Tech, actually upset Texas Tech this year. I believe it was Tech. Uh, And Appalachian State gave North Carolina a run for their money. Look, traveling up to Laramie is never easy. It is a hell of a place to play at the highest elevation in the FBS. Believe it or not, I'm taking the Cowboys. You know how much I hate them, but this is a Wyoming matchup if I've ever seen it. Yeah, it did cross my mind to go with Wyoming, and if Doug hadn't picked them as well, I might have pushed that way a little myself. Uh, But I do have faith in what Appalachian State does. I think North Carolina is a much better team than Texas Tech. However, I fully understand giving Wyoming the edge at home here. You can catch this game at 7 p.m. Eastern on CBS Sportsnet, the most accessible network to watch a fucking football game. So enjoy. Have fun. Can we just put it on the cock? Like, I know that's a whole different network. I wonder if if it's going to be on Paramount Plus as well. I was just going to say, at this point, just put it on Paramount. I I think Uh, any... any CBS game you should be able to find on Paramount Plus on their uh, on their live section, but I'm not sure if CBS Sportsnet games are going to be there as well. Moving on, my next matchup is more of a matchup of how bad is Houston, um, and I say this because look, Sam Houston State uh, is traveling out to Houston. Sam Houston State, I think, is also better than their record shows. I uh, let me pull up. I should have had these notes ready. To go. I'm sorry. This game is going to be at 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPN+. And I'll just show the picks here real quick. Doug and I are taking Houston while Tug takes Sam Houston State. Now, I understand taking Sam Houston State. Yeah. Houston has yeah, not so, looked so good. Look, Go ahead. 
I was going to say, so it's not, even, not only that Sam Houston has not looked good, or uh, not only that Houston has not looked good, Sam Houston has given up on the season. Now, granted, they had a bye week already, but through two weeks, they've given up a total of 27 points. This team is 100% on their defense. I trust that their defense can make a play. They held Air Force to under 200 yards rushing. This linebacking core is absolutely insane for Sam Houston State. Houston does not look good. I don't trust anything Houston does. I'm going to go ahead and take... Uh, is it the... Oh, these guys are the Bearcats too, aren't they? With a K. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and take the Bearcats in this one in the upset on the road. Yeah, this... Uh... This definitely is primed to be a, a road upset here, but I am going to stick with Houston, stick with the FBS program. Maybe a bit foolishly, but I think if there is a time for them to right the ship, it's going to be against an FCS opponent in Sam Houston State. I'm not how sure much, what Doug's reasoning is, but I'm perfectly fine losing this one. I'm not going to lie how, to you. How fun would it be, though, for Sam Houston to get its first FBS win against Houston? That's right. I forgot Sam Houston State fucking made the jump to the FBS level, and now I sound like an asshole. Uh, <laughs> the fact that Houston would even want to schedule this game this year is beyond me. They're going to have a very tough time in this game. The yep. fact that their FBS doesn't really change anything except for the fact that it wouldn't be playing an FCS opponent. I fully, I fully get why they did this. I just think it was absolutely foolish of them to do. Last but not least, we have Eastern Washington at number 15, UC Davis, 10 p.m. Eastern on ESPN+. Sorry for stealing your thunder there. I'll let you no, take you, it from here. No, you're good, man. So this this is a matchup of soon-to-be-ranked versus ranked. Uh, I actually got real excited when this game was not ranked versus ranked because Eastern Washington has looked significantly better than we expected this year. Uh, they came out flying, uh, and they're, they're also receiving votes on stats performed. Fantastic. Love that. But they're not ranked yet, so I was able to take it. Uh, UC Davis has also looked really good. Another one of these huge Big Sky matchups, one of our top uh, top tier conferences out here in the FCS. I like Eastern Washington. I like what they've been doing all year. Uh, I will caveat that with saying I haven't watched a ton of UC Davis, but I'm expecting this to be a good hard-fought game in Eastern Washington to take the borderline upset on the road. Yeah, I, I'm going with Eastern Washington as well. Doug is taking UC Davis at home. This is going to be a late-night game. I'm very excited to actually uh, take a look at this one and see what's going on here. But that does it for our games. Before we get into our prospect preview, there's an extra game that I'm going to be watching that uh, I didn't want to I didn't want to pick because... I don't want to take a, a game that I'm this emotionally invested in. Uh, when the stakes are so high. And uh, especially after seeing this, I definitely didn't want to take it. The uh, The Memphis-Mizzou game is going to be taking place oh, at no. the Dome. This was after oh, no. was, they were supposed to have a home-and-home. Home. Mizzou said, hey, we're not going to Memphis. So they compromised on a neutral site in uh, in St. Louis. And we have a home game for Mizzou and St. Louis. So, you know, obviously St. Louis wasn't really going to be a neutral side anyway. It was going to be all Mizzou fans. That's fine. But don't sit here and say, hey, we're going to do a neutral site game and then make it cater completely to one team. That's ridiculous. Look, and I 
I don't agree with it. I kind of get it because the the high on Mizzou right now has got to be nuts after their upset win over K State last week. Good for them. Uh, whatever. Uh, this is not okay. It's really not, and I hope they get rid of that. And I know they're not going to. No, well, I mean, why would they? It's the SEC. It just means more, and that's why they're going to play in a stadium that's been damn near condemned for playing football for a while. Even though it is a great atmosphere, I hate shit talking the dome, but that, I mean, that's just, that's ridiculous. All right. We got one last order of business here. Doug sent us some players to keep an eye out for and some players that you might want to keep an eye out for potentially going forward to the NFL draft here this upcoming year in Detroit. We have another quarterback coming out of Kentucky, although Devin Leary had played his previous four seasons in uh, North Carolina for NC State. So far this season, he is 58 of 94, 855 yards, eight touchdowns, and three interceptions. What in the fuck happened with the uh, yards? I have, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck! All right, uh, yeah, I'm gonna go fix that. It's not gonna show here, but let me fix that. Yeah, we'll we'll fi- we'll have this fixed for the next time. Uh. All right, he's taking on Vanderbilt, who has not looked fantastic on defense. I'm hoping that he's going to be able to carve up the defense here, and maybe that's what Doug's hoping to see as well. Let him really start showing off his skill set against SEC opponents versus ACC opponents. He had uh, he had his best season two years ago at NC State. I'm not sure if he got injured last year or whatnot. He, he did get injured last year. I do remember that. There we go. So this is going to be a big bounce back, prove it year against tougher defenses in theory. Uh, I'm looking forward to see what he can do, even if I shit uh, down this game's neck the entire time we were talking about it because of how disgusting it's going to be. Look, that just is all the more reason why we're watching him, though, is he has a chance to truly eat and get out of the game by the third quarter. Um, Absolutely. Like, no word of a lie. Like, this... If he performs the way he is expected to, absolutely going to be lighting it up against Vanderbilt. Absolutely. Next up, we have Trevor Williams, linebacker for Sam Houston State. He's a graduate senior after having a redshirt season last year. Uh, He's going to be playing in this one against Houston, and he's going to have to have a very big game here. He's been a leader uh, as far as tackles. Uh, solo assists the past uh, three years ago now, 2021, 2020. He was part of this. He was part of that Sam Houston uh, championship, national championship team. He's going to have to come up big and help the Bearcats win this one. Look, he was also part of that Sam Houston State red shirt, all of our starters season. Um, That's why he's still eligible this year is when they were making the jump in last year in 2022, they were getting ready for it. They red shirt all their, 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 best players now you might be asking hey why why does he have stats then well because in the NCAA you can play up to four games and still be redshirt that year um look this man is going to be nuts I've watched him play against Air Force he is all over the field he is fun to watch uh true every down uh zone coverage run stopping Everything you can do, linebacker. He is going to be a fun one to watch. And if Sam Houston State can't pull off the upset like I'm calling for, a lot of it will be because of Trevor Williams. I'm not a fan of the mid-late season uh, redshirt. 
But in this instance, I'm good with it. In this instance, I'm a fan of it because you have to have somebody there to help take your team to the FBS level. So I'm I'm hopeful that he's able to go out and perform this year. And so also game, understand understand where a lot of coaches have used this in the past. Uh, the few games is like even Alabama when they play their directional school right before the Iron Bowl, they will a lot of times bring in their freshmen dress them for that one game and let them play that way they get some experience even while they're red shirt and that makes sense to me like i get it i also don't like just letting them play four games and then red shirting them that's kind of against the spirit of what you're able to do yeah and especially with a senior you know you see this stuff you see this happen a lot this is what Derek king said fuck it i'm leaving houston and going to miami uh and they did this to a lot of players at houston that year uh, but this this instance, I think, is a good application of the red shirt rule. But that is all that we have for today. Uh, there's been a little bit of a renaming. Uh, formerly, we're associated with the Bloodline Entertainment Network. A lot of weird stuff happened, as, as tends to happen uh, with online entertainment networks. We're now associated with the Fanatics Network, and they're live here. So after tug here reads our uh our links we're gonna go raid the fanatics network they've got a show going on here as well so tug uh oh, you got some links for yeah. us yeah i do i do ladies and gentlemen they will as always be linked in the description below but please listen along if you so choose we have our patreon patreon but Patreon.com slash BT football, X.com slash BT football, Facebook.com slash BT football, Instagram.com slash BT underscore football, BTfootball.com, mailbox at BTfootball.com, YouTube.com slash at big dudes in the trenches, twitch.tv slash big dudes in the trenches, all one word, no spaces. Uh, and our Discord, which I will link below, but we do not read that one on the air. Uh, Bug, do we have a link for the Fanatics yet or no? Uh, we'll, we'll get it. We're working on it. There's, All right, there's still enough. a lot of, a lot of shifting and changing that's going on. Hey, Tug, did you know why there are pop tarts and no mom tarts? Why? Because of the pastryarchy. Oh, my God. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is clearly all the time we have on the show today. Thank you for watching and or listening. And just remember, you can't win a game if you can't win the trenches. <laughs> <laughs>